Hey there! Thank you for checking out the Battleface podcast. This project was born as a way for me and my buddy Derringer to talk about all the nerdy things that we like, and we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram at the Battleface. Now, on to the episode. The Battleface podcast is broadcast live on Fridays and Sundays, and we encourage you to come hang out and chat with Bard and Dare live. Now, prepare to declare attacks. You are entering the Battleface. Hello, everyone. You have entered the battle phase. It is I, the Midnight Bard, your favorite bard. And joining me, as always, is everybody's favorite co-host, Derringer. Picasso Lemonade. Picasso Lemonade? Up first, we have what we're watching this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, very true. Up first, we do have what we're watching this week, as you, as per the usual. But before we begin... Uh, please remember to like, sub, and share. It is the easiest way to help the boys make the channel grow. And, uh, you know, other than that, uh, if you're on the podcasting platforms, welcome. Uh, you know, if you'd like to join us for our live recording sessions, which we do on YouTube, we record live uh, every Friday and Sunday on, and, uh, at youtube.com slash at the battle phase. Uh, you can find us there. And, you know, sometimes we post uh additional content like you know shorts where you catch us doing stuff in 60 seconds or less or we also have uh you know let's plays which are fun and we do Yu-Gi-Oh master duel from time to time i do a fire emblem once a week or something like that and i'm actually thinking of starting a new series this coming month uh called learn japanese with bard it's something that I've been picking up, you know, like it's like a little bit of a hobby. And I'm actually, I think I'm doing pretty well. Uh, one thing that I'd like to complain about is that there's almost 100 characters in just the easy alphabets in this language. 100, right? Because it's about 50 a piece, maybe a little more. Uh, and then there's a an entire third alphabet in which each character represents an entire word. And depending where it is on the, on the what do you call it, sentence, it, it can have a different meaning. So this language is kind of difficult, dude. However, if I stick with it, I can watch anime without needing, to, uh, without needing to wait for the dub. And I'll be ahead of everyone else. It'll be exciting. I can read manga in, in Japanese. <laughs> tune in next week when we have uh, Bart realize that Russian is worse. Yeah, uh, I bet that it's a lot worse. I don't know. I don't know languages. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, like we start off with uh, watching this week, uh, which I've been watching an anime uh, that my wife just recommended a lot. Uh, it's called My Happy Marriage. I, I think she was trying to give me hints. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, hey, you, you see their happy marriage? How about uh, how about you do some of that? And I'm like, I don't know about that. But anyway, it's called My Happy Marriage. Uh, and uh, what's it about, you ask? It is about arranged marriages, familial abuse, and g -g 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 ghosts. Yeah, that's what this anime is about. Uh, the story of a, a girl called Mio Saimori, who is arranged to be sent away from her household, which is very abusive. She's basically like a Cinderella figure, you know? 
Uh, she is the daughter of the of the head of the household, but they basically treat her as a servant. There's a younger sister who is preferred, and uh, they they basically treat her like she's garbage, right? Um, so one day the dad just says, you know what? We don't want you here. We've arranged for you to be married to this guy who has a reputation for being kind of stern and kind of a kind of a unlikable douche. And uh, yeah, his name is Kyoko Kyoka Kudo. Have fun. So they send her off, and uh, it turns out that this Kudo guy is actually pretty cool. He he's actually a pretty swell guy. Yeah, he is a little stern, but he's not he's not evil. So, you know, basically upon like whenever she arrives, he kind of notices like, wow, she's really malnourished. You know, she she looks nothing like but, but like skin and bones and she's so shy. You know, she she doesn't hold your gaze. She, she looks almost terrified that you're going to yell at her at any given moment. So he kind of puts two and two together and realizes, oh, so her family was abusive. Well, that's no good. So what he starts doing is he uh he starts trying to help her come out of her shell, gain more confidence in herself, and, uh, you know, just basically heal from all the years of, you know, family trauma. Um, also, there's a supernatural element to this show. People have uh, some kind of psychic abilities, and there's these unseen ghosts that if you don't have the psychic ability, you know, you just, uh, you're basically just at their mercy because you can't see them, you don't know they're there. Um, and uh, Mio happens to be from a family of really powerful psychics, question mark, I guess it's psychic is a right term, could be mutants, I don't know. Uh, so her abilities are actually really strong, but the thing is, they're so, they were so awkward that her dad just didn't realize that they were there. This is why the younger sister was preferred over her, because the younger sister, you know, manifested her gift early, and it was so strong. Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Uh, but, like, she barely showed any signs, if any at all, so it was kind of like, oh, well, you're not worth anything to me. You know, like, if a family's to be strong, we need these psychic people in them. And uh, the the guy, Kyoka Kudo, himself is part of a military organization that uh, hires these psychics to fight these ghosts. So uh, one, one thing that bothers me about the anime is that, you know, they could have used any word for the ghosts. You know, like they could have used ghosts, ghouls, I don't know, goblins, oni, like yokai, whatever. They went with a weird word called grotesquerie, which I was like, wow, that doesn't roll off the tongue at all <laughs> i'm like i i don't like this i was like grotesquery uh, yeah 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 it's yeah. a it's a wholesome anime I, I will give it that you know it's kind of a it's it's a little bit of a drama you know but like it, it's cute you know it makes you feel good when you see that a girl from family who treats her like shit, you know, starts being treated like she's worth what she's worth. It's nice. It's nice. The healing process is a bit slow, but, you know, hey, as it is with these things. Yeah. Things in heal and uh, up next. But uh, I did want to take a moment because this is something that we had that I kind of meant to put earlier on and I just didn't move the slide. But uh, uh, yeah, in community news, Bard is Kecleon again. 
the second episode of the popular Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Victory Fire comic dub is now live on YouTube. The story about a girl turned into an Audino, a guy who got turned into a Gengar, and a Kecleon looking to protect them from evil forces continues. Uh, Bard plays Kecleon. Uh, after the, the podcast is over, go uh, go and comment on the video and say Kecleon is our boy. Uh, link is in the description. You know, it's kind of fun. You know, like I, th- this is one that actually takes a long time during the editing process, a- and it's it's funny because you know, like whenever I got I got the notification, it's like, hey, this is coming out. I was like, oh, I forgot. I play Kecleon. <laughs> so I watched the first one. And it was really good. So yeah. the second one should be pretty good too. Yeah, like uh, I did get a message from the editor at one point that he was like, uh, you know, saying like uh, I went really hard on one part of the performance. Honestly, I don't know what part he was talking about, so I'm going to have to go it's watch it. Probably the rap. Yeah, probably the rap. Uh, I'm going to have to go watch it myself and and, uh, and see what it is. Brother Gamma says, Kecleon is a good duelist. That that would be hilarious. You know, like just one day they just have like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Uh, but uh, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, that comes from Japan. You know what else comes from Japan? Samurai. Gotta get back. Back to the past, Samurai Jack. Damn right. Jack, Jack. You, you know how it be. You know how it is. Samurai Jack season 17 coming out. No. no absolutely not the case. But yeah. So in anime news, Netflix is dropping mad samurai shit and Bard is here for it. Boy, that's what I'm talking about. Netflix has dropped two trailers for some mad dope, super hype, hella good, bustin' bustin' samurai shows and dog. Bard is mad hype for this. Yeah, me me too. The, uh, the shows, the shows are Onimusha and Blue Eye Samurai. <laughs> which will be dropping in November 2nd and 3rd, respectively. Uh, I'm sorry. You, yeah, you, samurai. You, you guys know that I'm a sucker for samurai? You know, like, up until the deck got confusing, six samurai was my, my Yu-Gi-Oh deck of choice. I play Shiranui. Those are samurai, you know? They're ghost samurai. I play giant robots. I play ancient gears. We dig gods. Giant, giant robots. robots you. you. Dig giant robots. Chicks. Dig giant robots. Yeah, it's great. It's probably not the order that that goes in, but it probably isn't. But you know what? Matter. Yeah, it was a fun theme song. It's freaking crazy. I love it. Uh, but the the most exciting one out of these is uh, listen to it right now. Yeah, go for it. Is Netflix Onimusha? Yes, very yes. Hell yes. Onimusha, based on the wildly underrated Capcom hack-and-slash title, will follow the story of Miyamoto Musashi, perhaps based on the historical figure? For you guys who don't know, Miyamoto Musashi was a Japanese samurai, uh, and uh, he kind of had the title of Undefeated, but he was also kind of a... He he was... uh, he had unorthodox strategies for, you know, being a samurai, and it was kind of fun. Um, he basically, from the age, I think he, it was from the age of 13, he went up to, like, dojos claiming, uh, wanting to fight their strongest dude. And then he would fight, quote-unquote, dirty and win. <laughs> so, Miyamoto Musashi, if you guys have never seen or heard anything about him, he, he is awesome to learn about. He is He is awesome, and... Me, personally, I'm a huge fan of his philosophy book, The Book of the Five Rings. If you've never read that, it's 
it's kind of it's kind of good. I actually think that he's onto a lot of stuff that I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. But that's me. Anyway, uh, the character model, and this this is the exciting part because I don't know how you'll feel about this, there, but like this is actually kind of cool in my opinion. Uh, the character model because this is a 3D 3D animated anime basically, and the the main character is modeled after the Japanese uh, screen actor uh, Toshiro Mifune. Mifune. Uh, who played in a lot of, like, really classic samurai movies from, like, the Silver Age, you know? So, like, you know, black and white samurai movies by Akira Kurosawa, like Seven Samurai and uh, Sanjiro and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So this is the guy, you know? When you think samurai movies, this is the guy, you know? Uh, like Jackie Chan for, like, kung fu movies. Exactly. Or, or like, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, or, or like, you uh, know, Adam West Chuck for Norris. Batman. Yeah, Chuck Norris. All Chuck Norris for like cowboy. Well, no, I guess maybe Clint Eastwood for cowboy. Movies. Yeah, like Clint Eastwood for cowboy movies, right? Yeah. Uh, but Clint, e- Clint Eastwood for like old disgruntled badass man. Yeah, movie. really. Clint Eastwood for like an old guy who's just not about to take it anymore and likes to grumble when he talks. Uh, but yeah, so Mifune actually died in 1997, but. I guess this is kind of like an homage to him, kind of, sort of, where they're like, hey, you know what? This guy was the samurai on on Silver Age samurai movies. So M- Miyamoto Musashi, the historical samurai in this uh, Onimusha adaptation, will be played by Toshiro Mifune. M- Mifune. I keep pronouncing his last name wrong. Uh, yeah, but he will be played posthumously by Toshiro Mifune. And I'm pretty sure that this is something that, uh, was agreed upon by his family. You know, like, I don't think that they're just doing, like, a thing where they're like, hey, how about we make him look like him, but we tell no one until it's already airing? At least I hope not. You know, how weird would that be? Would you be happy with your ghost playing a part after you're long gone, Dare? Samurais are cool. Yeah. When are, when are they gonna make an ancient gear? Ancient gear, they just they find old robots in the middle of nowhere. They power them on. And they start to like destroy the world. Um, I feel like Don't that's say it already. It doesn't already exist. Don't tell me it. Well, I I, I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like that. I feel like that. Like that sounds like a plot to something I've seen before. Isn't that the plot to like what what's that studio? Yeah, what's, what's the plot to that one uh, Studio Ghibli movie? It's like the Valley of the Wind, whatever. I feel like that's exactly what the plot of that is. It's like, oh, there's these ancient robots, and you know they blew up the world, but now like they're old and rusted, and they're and they're wandering the world, just doing damage and stuff like that. I think that's what it was. So, plot of Warhammer 40k. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the plot of something in Warhammer 40k. Those guys have their fingers in a whole bunch of uh, pots. Um, but anyway, so this one's kind of exciting. It, it's kind of like a really... It, it's a pretty straightforward hack and slash game from Capcom. You know, you play a, sam- a cool samurai fighting, what's it called, uh, fighting demons. And uh, it, it, it lends itself so well to be an anime, right? So the fact that it took them this long to make one is actually a little bit surprising. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's. I have, I have no clue about any of this. They just keep like leaving a space for me to like, 
Well, yeah. I mean, uh, like, well, yeah. Here, yes, that that is what happened with that. There. It, it it is extremely surprising and i don't know i kind of wondered i'm like do you think that there's other things that lend themselves very well to be animated but have not yet because i feel like that's kind of like something that you know like everybody can can speak to like for example i would say that gargoyle in the chat would probably agree that it's weird that fire emblem doesn't have like a modern anime like i i could agree with that yes mm-hmm. mine's more of like if it has a good story why doesn't have like a movie adaptation or something right or or something like that like an adaptation i've been saying like a god of war movie would have been great oh i agree first three or four games i mean that's never happened yeah it's never happened right what was that there was like another you know close to that that they made a movie of and it was horrible and as after saying that i was like maybe we don't need a god Oh, I I can tell you one that I know of, which would be Monster Hunter. The Monster Hunter movie had almost nothing to do with the Monster Hunter games. It felt so weird and stupid. Well, see, I've never played a Monster Hunter game, but it the game needs to have like a good story to it to be a movie adaptation. And from what I've seen of Monster Hunter, it's go hunt monster, get things upgrade weapon go hunt monster right right so it's not really a story to it there isn't god of war it's a spoiler alert if you haven't played a game that's literally like 30 years old now uh yes kill your parent or you kill your wife and your daughter Mm. because you were betrayed by Ares, Mm. and then you're seeking vengeance against the gods of olympus Mm. that's that's the first game yeah, it's like Clash of the Titans, only a lot more war. angry, right? Yeah. yeah, it's Clash of the Titans, but with more blood, gore, and uh, adult themes. Yeah. And it's just like... that That's a that, Hollywood that, movie that writes story. itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, a really fucking good story, because he was tricked into killing his wife and daughter to mm-hmm. be more loyal to Ares and be the perfect warrior. And then it backfires on Ares, and he kills him. That could be a good movie because the the like point A to point B, getting there. There's so much different stuff. Like you're going to Pandora's temple. You have to find the Oracle of Athens. You have to do all these puzzles and stuff within the uh, the the temple that's on Kronos's back. And it's just like, why is is this not a movie? Come on. Exactly. Yes. Like, everybody knows a property. Yeah. Like, why why are you doing Disney? I don't think that Disney would be the one to to make that movie. But yeah, okay. (laughs) At least not if you wanted it to be true to its source material. I mean, let's just look at what they did to Star Wars, right? Uh, Are you doing Warner Brothers? Question mark. I feel like Warner Brothers would be a good one. Yes. Uh, maybe Lionsgate uh, which might be owned by Warner Brothers I'm not sure I'm not entirely sure which movie studio owns what Uh, so yeah you know like there's a lot of things out there that I'm like this this screams like it needs an adaptation but like we're just not gonna touch it God of War would be a really good one I feel like at this point it might be a little far gone because we're in a new era of God of War and yeah well I feel like actually this would be the perfect time. You think to so? Visit it because you could go back to the people who 
like the the new God of War games are their first ones, and then show them like this was the precursor to him like traveling to I don't know where the new ones take place. It's some where the believes in the Norse gods. Yeah, but it's like this was the precursor. This is why he's here now. Out of curiosity, how do you feel about adaptations that? Like, so, for example, I feel like video games are kind of like a lengthy thing to adapt. Uh, same thing for, like, long-running comic series. But I feel like they, they're they not easy to adapt into, like, a movie, like a 90-minute movie. But, like, a series makes sense. Uh, what's your opinions on that? Well, I fucking love Dota 2's Dragonblood. Yeah, so... You you would say that that's a good thing then you like would you prefer like a God of War God of War the movie or like a God of the War the TV series? It it depends on what we're talking about because with God of War, you could condense the story of like the first three games down to have it to where it would be a good movie. Mm-hmm. With something like Dota, uh, Dragon Blood, it's better as like. An episode better as like a show because there's so much. Yeah, that that would be like League of Legends being like, let's make a League of Legends movie. How? How? Explain, <laughs> explain it to me, Riot. How? You know, it's almost like no, you have to like, like micro focus on one aspect, right? Like maybe two or three or five good characters. As opposed to just trying to like make a movie of the entire universe, they, you couldn't play. Well, lip- that's that's what Dragon Blood was, right? Dragon Blood focused on the story of Dragon Knight mm-hmm. and Marana. Those were the two main characters, and then from those, you meet other characters in the world, uh, like you run into Marcy, Luna, um, Invoker, hmm. Terribly, and it's just like. You don't get to see their backstory, right? But you do. You're seeing the backstory of these two characters in depth. So, if they were to pick, like, uh, I'll just go with like my two of my favorite ones would be like, uh, fucking Yorick, mm-hmm. Yorick, and then like Hecram. They're both from this the Shadow Isles. Mm-hmm. They're both like these dark dudes. So join. A thing about like their lore, yeah, and the Dark Isles and all that kind of stuff would make sense. And then you would just add in like other characters from that region, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to touch on a couple of things here in the chat. So Siggy says that the weapon design was nice in Monster Hunter. I I do agree to that. Uh, so Dare said you Monster Hunter doesn't seem to have a story. It kind of does, but like the story is kind of like, you know, you live in a village, there's big monsters to protect your village and also to provide for the villagers. You kill the monsters for food and parts, etc. Right. Uh, and the super easy formula to play with, you know, like, hey, we live in a village, we hunt monsters. One day, a monster that's not typically around here shows up and it's kind of messing with the ecosystem. We're in danger, right? We kill the big monster. We save the day. We're fine. The movie writes itself, which what bothered me was that it was like, okay, we're an American military unit driving a Humvee through the desert. And then a storm transports us into Monster Hunter world. 
So we're using our guns and stuff and military tactics to so fight monsters. it's an isekai. It's an isekai. It is so stupid there. I was like, why? The best thing would be if they had, like, The Rock and John Cena as it, two of the military dudes. It, it was Mia Jovovich. So, you know, like, the... the I don't know who that is. Uh, she plays the main character in the Resident Evil movies. So, not The Rock. No, not The Rock. Uh, other than that... Uh, Gargoyle says, a Fire Emblem anime modernized wouldn't work. I disagree. I I don't agree that the newest games would work, but I think that older games might. I think like the Blazing Blade and, uh, you know, like, uh, and, and no, it wasn't Blazing Blade. The one where, where uh, Hector, Elliewood, and, and Lynn are the main characters. I think that's perfectly suited to be a movie adaptation maybe not even a movie adaptation completely honest no any anything that can make money can be turned into a video yeah uh if they if they did like good with an old fire emblem and then they were like uh oh we made a lot of money so let's do a new one they would find a way to make it yeah dude gargoyle echoes echoes would make such a good movie it would, and I, you know, like I feel like they're missing out by not doing so. So yeah, uh, Brother Gamma says Alice overrated. I I do agree that you know that she and Michelle Rodriguez are like the go-to action females for like this type of movie. I uh, I they're not bad actresses. I I think they're fine. I think maybe we should try someone else. Um, you know, just to like just, The Rock, like The Rock or John Cena. Uh, except that you know, if John Cena was in a movie, I don't know, like you wouldn't be able to see him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the second, uh, the second anime uh, about samurai that's coming to Netflix, and the creators have gone on record to say that this isn't anime. But I'm like, it's very anime inspired, guy. I mean, like you lose nothing by calling it an anime. You know, you really don't. Uh, but it's called Blue Eye Samurai, and what it is is it's a level eight monster with three thousand attack, twenty five hundred defense. Uh, and you summon it onto the field, and if you have three of them, you can fuse them together for Blue Eye Ultimate Samurai. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, it, it takes place in 17th century Japan, which historically, that's the time when they had the borders closed off. Uh, it was a very homogenous uh, culture at that point. Everybody inside of Japan was Japanese. So it's weird that the main character is a blue-eyed samurai. So, basically, the story... I don't, I don't know why that made me laugh. You're just like, everyone in Japan was Japanese. <laughs> it's just like... Well, yeah, like, you know, like, it, that's what it means. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the story follows Mizu, who is a samurai with blue eyes, as she hunts down the only four white men in Japan at the time of her birth for making her a creature of shame. I think there's some unspoken implications in that. And I don't think they're, uh, what do you call it? PG-13. Yes. Uh, so I don't think they're, they're like PG-13 implications. Yeah, uh, I think, I think we right. understand. Good. Great. So the, yeah. the idea is she's hunting down these four men so that she can kill them, knowing full well that one of them might be her father. Um, it's not the time, uh, historically where women were, you know, allowed to learn the sword. So Mi Mizu, uh, hides her gender identity. She pretends to be a man. 
uh, as she embarks on this journey, basically, as she learns to master the blade and embarks on this journey to get revenge. Uh, other, so kind of like Japanese Mulan. A little bit like Japanese Mulan. Yeah, except her father's the bad guy. more vengeance instead of, like, protect my country. Kind of, sort of. It's, it's Japanese Mulan if Japanese Mulan was also Kill Bill. Who's Bill and why are we killing him? Exactly. Uh, anyway, the cast features some well-known names, such as Masi Oka, who played Hiro Nakamura in Heroes. Uh, Brenda Song, who played London Tipton in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. George Takei, you know, George Takei. And Ming-Na Wen, you know, Ming-Na Wen, among others. George Takei played... Uh, what's sorry, it I, just, I saw Brenda Song's Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It's just instant thought in my head was like, yeah, Cody in the house was a pretty good anime. <laughs> Cody in the house was a good anime. Yeah. Uh, George Takei was uh, Mr. Zulu in uh, in Star Trek, among other things. He's been in a lot of stuff. And Mingna Wen, the most recognizable role that I know that everyone here might recognize is uh, she was the original Mulan uh, in the animated. So it's Japanese Mulan. Yeah. So it's Japanese Mulan. But speaking of Japanese Mulan, uh, dubs and season twos. Just to kind of wrap up our our anime uh, news for this week. Uh, so season two of Spy Family coming in November in I'm sorry in October seventh. That's exciting. Um, so yeah, you know, and uh, with the actor strike, there's really not a lot of anime being dubbed, which is kind of hard whenever dub is your preference. I, I thought that the strike ended like the other day. Or was that no, a different strike? No. Uh, absolutely. What was the not. strike that ended the other day? No clue, but it wasn't the actors one, and as far as I know, it wasn't the writers one either. I'll look it up real quick. Okie doke. Uh, but, you know, because of the actor strike, there hasn't been a lot of, like, dubs happening, uh, which is kind of messed up whenever, like, dub is your preference, such as me and and uh, Mrs. Bard. Uh, but the it looks like Crunchyroll does have a couple of dubbed uh, series already slated to appear in the fall season, uh, of which I'm just going to name a few here. We have A Returner's Magic Should Be Special, After School Hanukkah-kun. WGA strike. Really? The, the Writers Guild? Guild? Interesting. Yeah, they, uh, well, just going off course right here, uh, they reached a agreement just the other day, so the strike will be ending. Fantastic. Okay, that's good to hear. That's one half of the things that uh, that have been putting Hollywood and et cetera into like a slow crawl, so that's good to hear. Uh, that, was, that was like the only thing that I saw in the next this whole week. I figured you'd already would have had no on it honestly i had no clue so i mean like that's that's news to me and they're welcome news so i'm excited to hear it uh so uh so i was mentioning the ones that that uh have dubs slated so you know after school hanukkah-kun dr stone's uh new world core 2 uh the one that i'm excited for free Ren beyond journey's end i didn't think this one would get a dub i absolutely did not believe so at all and i'm excited because this was an excellent manga and i just cannot wait to see the anime because from the trailer it looks phenomenal and i'm excited um other than that goblin slayer season two i shall survive using potions uh one that uh the title is mf ghost so you know that's your mother ghost (laughs) 
Uh, uh, I'm a child. I'm a child. <laughs> you are. You are a child. And you're older than me. So that, <laughs> the, the younger person's more mature. Shangri-Era Frontier. Uh, the Apothecary Diar- Diaries, which looks good. And uh, I think uh, Rising of the Shield Heroes Season 3. So, you know, a, a bunch of really, really good stuff. Um uh, Surviving via potions is natural RPG stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, but like this is this is probably going to be an isekai, and the reason that I say that is because usually if there's an RPG element in your anime, it's because it's an isekai. So I- I'm almost guaranteeing that. I don't, I know nothing about it, but you know, like I-, I would put a dollar on it. I'd be like, yeah, it is. But a whole doll hair, a whole doll hair, baby. But that's the wrap-up for, like, the anime stuff that happened this week that we found interesting. Uh, uh, now for games. Uh, how's it looking in game news? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's looking. Layoffs and strikes. This is fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who needs a job? Who needs a job, right? <laughs> Epic Games announces that they're laying off 16% of its workers. And uh, additionally, in the ongoing actor strike, uh, SAG-AFTRA, the sc- uh, Screen Actors Guild, has authorized video game actors to strike. So, yeah, move, basically moving into the, the Epic Games layoff, uh, they're laying off 830 employees, which accounts for 16% of its total staff. Uh, in addition to the layoffs, there's also other things they're doing. They're getting rid of Bandcamp, which is their online music platform. And they're also spinning off most of Super Awesome, which is a company that they acquired that basically, from what I understand, they made it so that you can put like controls on games so that kids wouldn't be exposed to stuff that they shouldn't be. Uh, which, I mean, that needs to just be something that's there anyways. Yeah, I agree. It's stuff that needs to be there anyway. Uh, So, uh, yeah, the things are looking kind of crazy over at Epic. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I don't know why they're laying off people. It's not like they don't have money. I mean, they they make a, a metric fuck ton from Fortnite, so... I, I'm guessing it's that they those job positions just aren't needed. Question mark. Uh, maybe I mean you would hope so, right? You would hope so that that. Well, it's de- it's definitely not like a our our company's not seeing profit, so we have to downsize. Right. It, like there's no way in hell that that's why they're laying people off. And you mentioned it but, yourself. This isn't like a small indie game developer. These guys make... This is not make, a small indie company. Yeah, these guys make bukus of money off of like big titles. They, they're responsible for Gears of War. They're responsible for Fortnite. They, they've they done Unreal Tournament. They're, it, they're, respo- they're responsible. Fuck. They're words. They're, they're Fortnite. Yeah. Like Fortnite is them. Yeah, Fortnite is them. And... I'm sure that they did all their like Fortnite spinoffs, like Spellbreak, didn't they? That was them too, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So you know, like th- this is this is a big company. So seeing that they're laying off 16% of their staff is kind of weird. Uh, so the question. Okay. Why? Well, 
It's obvious, right? It's, it's money. Uh, according to what I've found, inflation means that gamers aren't spending money on games as much, and it's causing the industry to suffer. Bullshit. Yeah, and the CEO of uh, Epic Games, Tim Sweeney, has been quoted as saying that the layoffs will help the company get to, quote, the other side of profitability. That That's all I got. I honestly... I honestly don't know what to tell you more about this. This is just what they're doing. See, the only thing that inflation is stopping is like the 12 year olds with mom and dad's credit card number. Agreed. Like grown ass people like us. Nah, if we, we want to spend money, we're going to fucking spend the money, even if we don't have it. I, I spent 60 bucks on Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yes, know? you did. I did. Uh, you know, so like, yes, like, you know, like I, I spent more money on Yu-Gi-Oh cards than I should have today but yeah you know like I did uh, so, yeah I was gonna I was gonna say that was a thing that you did as well no that's a thing that I did as well uh, but it is it is what it is right if when you're an adult with adult money you spend it on whatever the hell you want you know like inflation be damned uh, but I, I mean I under I understand but I don't think that this is a good reason you know no, uh, I no. like I can see the logic, but like part of me is like, you can't be suffering that bad, right? Like, uh, if if it was a small indie company, like if it was the people that made Undertale, right? I, I know they've got a fuck ton of money from Undertale, but if, if it was the people who made Undertale, and they were like, we have to downsize and cut people, sure, right? It's a small indie company that doesn't have much money, is like. Epic is not hurting for money in any way, shape, or form. It's just the the people up at the top, they don't have as much money as they want in their pockets, so mm-hmm. they're going to have to wring the, the the sponge out a little bit more to get that last drop of water. Yep, yeah. and that last, that, little, that last nickel and dime. It's unfortunate, but that's exactly what it sounds like. And uh, if that is the case, it's really scummy. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, you know, cause like when you think about it, like it's one thing to say 16% of their workforce is losing their jobs. That, that almost sounds like nothing, right? 16% that's nothing. But then when you look at each individual you, person, that's, it's 16%. When you look at what 16% is and 830 people mm-hmm. is 16%. That's almost a thousand people. That's different. You don't see a thousand that's, people yeah. a day. You know, like that, that's, that doesn't happen. That's, I, I hate big corporations for this reason. Yeah. Like, it's gummy, it's, dude. Uh, ever, ever since we, <laughs> I'm not going to get off on a rant, but, uh, no, by all means, go for it. Like, uh, every, no, nah, I'm not going to because reasons. Okay. But ever since our business was like bought out by a big company, oh, like, it's only hurt us and the clients, uh, and that's what this is. This, I yes, yeah. isn't affecting anyone other than the people that work for Epic. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. Same thing occurred to me in my last job. So yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And then the thing is, mm-hmm. the next thing you're going to see is the price of their like in-game currency and their. Uh, it's either going to be the in-game currency, mm-hmm. or they're going to hide it 
and like a bundle deal. But they're going to raise the price of all their items. That way it's hurting both the yeah. employees and the consumers. It's the worst, dude. I, I hate everything about it, you know. But hey, unfortunately, yeah, you know, like, I, I don't know. I can't comprehend like big corporations sometimes because it's like so, these things that just like seem so simple and so like easy on our end just like seem to make absolutely zero sense to them. Maybe it's a grass is greener thing. Maybe on our end, we just don't understand what they're going through. I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt that way. But the thing is, it seems to happen so frequently that I'm like, it, it can't just be like a symptom across all these big corp companies, you know, like. That's, I, I've been working for this place for like six years now, and we, we've gotten to the point where we have a, a monthly meeting where we see the numbers mm -hmm. that we're making, and we're not hurting in any way, shape, or form. So why are we like, why are we squeezing the clients for every last drop? Yeah, why are we like this, right? It's, it's like because I'm I'm not getting any more money on my paychecks. Yeah. So, like, I don't know where all this extra money is going to. Mm -hmm. And they they said the exact same thing, that they were raising the prices that we're charging because inflation. It's so stupid. Uh, but I could go on a rant myself, but this is the kind of rant that makes me sound like I'm crazy, so I'm just not going to say anything. Uh, instead, crazy. I was crazy. Once. Damn it. Here it you is. locked me in a row. <laughs> Rocket room with rats. Rats make me crazy. Yeah, you know what else is crazy? I was crazy once. The the SAG strike is it over yet? No, getting worse. You say? Uh, yeah, members of the Screen Actors Guild have voted yes to go ahead on a video game strike. Uh, that said, that doesn't mean they're striking right now. That just means that it's kind of one of those things to provide leverage. It's like, hey, uh, do we agree to strike on video games? No, not yet. You know, so video game companies are like, okay, so we can be cool. We can be cool. But now it's like, okay, now we've agreed that we will strike if we want to. So now the pressure's on you. Are you going to give us what we're asking for? Or are you going to try to work with us? Or uh, is is this going to have to get ugly? You know, so that that's basically kind of what they're doing. Um it's my understanding that they had a meeting with video game employers to negate to negotiate on a contract yesterday. To negate the contract. Did I say negate? Did I or did I say negotiate? Solemn strike that contract <laughs> right now. I meant to say negotiate, if that's not what I said. But anyway, uh, they they met to negotiate the contract yesterday on the twenty eighth. But didn't reach a deal. So for now, they're continuing with their uh, with their previous interact interactive media agreement until both parties can reach a new understanding. Uh, the so this is uh, this is scary for people like me who are trying to be you know voiceover artists or like screen actors, etc. Because this means that if something is a is a union work, you you can't take it. You can't work. You know, unless you're in that union. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm non-union because as of now, I'm just like a small, a small-time actor, right? You're what they call a scab. 
Yeah, I would like to be in the union because that guarantees me benefits, you know, such as like, hey, my pay will be fair. My benefits will include like, you know, health, medical, whatever. Uh, so I would like to be um, uh, just not 100% eligible yet. You know, like they do have standards for letting you in. Um, so with that being said, the say, for example, and this doesn't happen frequently, but it does happen. Say, for example, that like Nintendo came up to me and they had like a like a role that I could fill. It's not it's not an important character. But it is a character in one of their AAA titles, whether that be Mario, uh, you know, like Pokemon, Fire Emblem, whatever. Uh, so I was going to say Sonic, but then I remember that's not a... <laughs> right. Yeah, I was about to say Sonic, too, believe it it's or not. It's like, wait, you, you like Sonic, but why, why isn't he saying Sonic? Yeah. Right. Carry on. Carry so, on. so, like, this doesn't happen frequently, but it does happen. Like, if Nintendo came up to me and said, we have a role for you, and suddenly it's kind of like, uh, there's a strike going on, and if I, if I would love to take that role, but if I do, I'm going against the union, and that's not something you do, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, because that, that's that's bad. Yeah, that, and... that that's bad. So, uh, you know, like it, it's it's kind of one of those things right now where like uh, pretty much all acting has come to a complete screeching halt across various different uh, different areas, and video games up till now has been one of those that hasn't really been affected but now the threat of it being affected is looming heavily over them you know uh so with that said it you kind of want this to resolve because a lot of the media that we consume is being halted by the strike and the things that the that the union is asking for aren't really like unreasonable things you know, it's just kind of like, hey, you know what? But it's extra money out of some big CEO's pocket. It's and extra that money. It's hard to get. Yes, it, it is extra money out of some CEO's pocket, and they don't like that. Uh, so, you know, like where the, the Screen Actors Guild is like, hey, child actors should not work more than X amount of hours. Secondly, actors should be permitted to take breaks after X amount of hours of work. Additionally, you know, like we don't want to have our voices used to train an AI to sound like us without profiting, uh, profiting us, because all that means is you're eliminating the job that we were hired to do. And you're still using our voice. That sucks. You know? Yeah, I've, I've, that's like a different topic for like another stream. But like, I feel like maybe not in the near future, but definitely in the future, like AI is going to completely take over voice acting for like anime and like animated movies, things that don't require a, an actual person on the screen talking. I really hope not, but I think you you you're onto something. I feel like it could I be. I hope not either. Yeah, I I hope not either. But like, if you've heard some of like the AI like voice stuff, hmm? it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, dare like you, I, you, I. You could have like people who are no longer here yeah. be in movies again because you can have an AI imitate their voice. Yeah, dude, like there. And, I'm a I'm an audiobook narrator. I've done a bunch of audiobooks which are on Audible, right? And that's one of the more common places where this is starting to happen. So like Yeah, because because you you could have a book read by somebody who's been passed away for years and years or you could just have it read by someone funny like uh fucking 
Who, who's the go, go the fuck to sleep guy? Oh, I, uh, Samuel Jackson. Oh, Samuel okay. Jackson. Yeah. You'd have a book read by Samuel L. Jackson, and it, it it's just more desirable. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there is that. So, like, it's a scary thing. You know, like, you, you don't want to lose jobs, and you certainly don't want to lose... Uh, you know, for in a manner of speaking, lose your voice, you know, because now they're using it, you know? Yeah. So it, it's a scary thing. So I, I'm with the Screen Actors Guild on this one. Like, yes, we, we should install limitations on this stuff, you know? Uh, but again, like you said, you know, hey, how much cheaper is it to to train an AI to sound like you and then never have to pay a voice actor again? Yeah, because that eliminates, that eliminates a bunch of different people. Yeah, exactly. Because you just need the one person that does the uh, the AI stuff. Yeah, you, you don't need the like voice actor or the person that is there to like edit the. I don't. Know, I guess you would still like editors and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can. I can see that you, there. You can, there you there would be jobs. Less. Yeah, you can pay someone less because a voice actor would cost yeah. someone who just makes sure an AI is doing its job. Uh, needless to say, uh, I am not for AI. If this was the world of Overwatch, I, I would, I would be beaten Omnix. <laughs> it's just this is the start of the Omnic war. This the is the Omnic start crisis. of the Omnic crisis, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but like, how would that fucking work out? I don't even know. <laughs> this actually was like the start of the Omnic crisis. Oh God! And then like four or five years later, we get. The- the Omnic Crisis 2, where everything's behind a fucking paywall. <laughs> like the world was there's taken over by machines. Of, Not in the way we thought, but it did. <laughs> there, there's promises of PVE, but there's no PVE. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man, that that is wow. But <laughs> moving on to other things, which hopefully are a little more lighthearted. Um well, that was a lot. Hey, how, how about card games, Dare? You like card games? No. Okay. Konami continues to beat tier limits with a stick because it just refuses to die. Secondly, Pokemon is having a really wholesome uh, crossover with the Van Gogh Museum. It's actually really cute. Except that scalpers are ruining it for everyone. Oh, I mean, scalpers ruin everything. Yeah. Right. Oh, you you are gonna get a kick out of this story, there. It is it is exciting, but well, first, like I, I saw recently that um, I think it was it's a McDonald's thing, right? No, 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 no. They, it, it's so so much they, worse they there. They did have a McDonald's they thing, a, yes. Where McDonald's was like, "Hey, we're limiting everything to one. Mm-hmm. You can't have. You can order more Happy Meals if you want, but you can only get one card." Yeah. Yeah, and they've had to do this for a long time now because people are insane. Uh, but first, new Master Duel ban list. I sure hope McConko isn't hit. Uh, Master Duel has dropped a new ban list, dropped this uh, this morning. Uh, it goes live on October 10th. Uh, newly banned Kelbeck the Ancient Vanguard and Diablosis the Mind Hacker. Uh, tier hits. Good. One a tier hit and one a cash hit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Newly limited, Nimble Beaver, and Tier Limits, Havness. Havness wasn't limited. Yeah, Tier and Sprite. And lastly, 
newly unlimited Luster Pendulum the, the Draco Slayer, number 75 Bamboozling Gossip Shadow, and Adamancipator Analyzer. They got rid of Rangaminiad, right? Yeah, they did. They did. Okay, so Gossip Shadow is fine. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, I wrote in the next slide. It's like, hey, what does this mean? I was like, well, without Rongo, Gossip Shadow's okay. Oh, I, I didn't look ahead. Yeah. Uh, honest, I, I don't know why they didn't just hit tier down to where it is in the TCG. Really? Yes, exactly. I don't remember what Luster Pendulum does. Uh, Adam Emancipator doesn't do anything. Luster Pendulum, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is a vanilla pendulum monster that uh, that allows you to yeah. pop something. Yeah. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Luster. Uh, I believe all of the Draco Slayers, like the Draco Slayers, were vanilla with pendulum effects, and then the Magic Specters were. Okay, so as it turns uh, out, it, it it is not vanilla. It is actually an effect monster. It's a level four. Oh. And it says uh, the pendulum effect is once per turn, if you have a ca- uh, card on your other pendulum zone, you can destroy that card. And if you do, add one card from your deck to your hand with the same name as that card. Um, and the oh, so you just you would put something in your pendulum scale, pop it, so it go to the extra deck, and then you can pendulum summon it out. Right, right. And then the other one is the the monster effect says. Cannot special summon fusion, synchro, or exes monsters using this card as material except Draco Slayer monsters. Which they have. I th- think the synchro one's good, the XE one's eh, the fusion's eh. Yeah. They, they recently got a new wave of support, so they got, they got stuff that they can do with it. You know, like uh, Brother Gamma says that. Uh, says that at this point just go ahead and unban magic magic specter kieran well speaking of that because <laughs> i know bard didn't put anything in it. i think we actually talked about it we last did week or week before. uh-huh magic specters have a new kieran <clears throat> i don't remember if it's a link or if it's uh a pendulum but they, they they got a link and like three other cards and i'm so happy mm-hmm I know we're not going to get Kieran back, but I'm so happy. Honestly, I feel like the game has accelerated so much that Kieran would probably be okay at one. That's a that's a fucking episode we could do too of what cards can come off the ban list. Hey, let's do it. I'm I'm all one hundred percent for it. Mind to three. We are, we'll talk about it then. Uh, but so basically, what I've what I've seen here is the hits seem to confirm that the Ashizu cards were a mistake. <laughs> They they banned all of them and they left <laughs> Kelbeck alone and then they're like you know what no also Kelbeck ban. <laughs> well, it, like I said, they should have just not even put tier in right um, to Masterdoll because of how it was. It, true, I agree. Uh, they shouldn't have le- released it unhit. Is what they shouldn't have done, which they did, they, and that they was did release it un- They re- they released it hit. They, that was they that, fucking neutered it when it came out. That was the third time that this deck was released at full power in a, in a format, and I was like, "Did you guys not learn? You had to do ban list to stop it. You you just I don't. Well, that's the thing. They they didn't this. They released it twice at full power, <laughs> and then in Master Duel they released it with like hits and limits. Yeah, like, like small everything. limits. I mean, it wasn't even that much. Yeah. <laughs> 
shouldn't have even released it in Mastodon because of like how bad it was. I mean, people wanted it is the thing. You know, like there are people out there who believe that Terra Limits is fun. Mind. Are they going to put Mystic Mind in Mastodon? No. Exactly. You know, like, but like it, 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 there's kind of a difference because like Tear is like, oh, well, the Tear Mirror is fun. Or at least so they say. I didn't believe so, but that's me. Have you ever played a Mystic Mind Mirror? Uh, no, I haven't. That is the most exhilarating feeling you could ever have. <laughs> anyway, uh, the banning of you Kelbeck have so and many cards in your hand. The banning of Kelbeck and, and Havness, uh, the limiting of Havness. You uh, get to draw more cards and don't have to worry about anything. Right. Uh, basically are, are a way of murdering the tier piles. Uh, the most represented one that I saw was like Dark World tier. Because Dark Worlds have a tendency of getting stuff out of your hands and into the graveyard, you know? Uh, so it, it was a common one that I saw. You know, they would run like a tier package. It was, it's okay. You know, it, it, was, it wasn't like full power tier, but it is what it is. Um, Nimble Beaver and Diablosa seem to hit like the other two meta heavyweights, which would be like Sprite and Cash. And Diablosis being hit right now seems to be like a preemptive hit for when a Rise Heart uh, and uh, what's it called? Pressured Planet Wraith Soath release onto Master Duel because those are the cash cards that we're missing. I remember when Mind Hacker was still in the game. Yeah, Mind Hacker's so dumb. Mind Hacker was. Uh, I, I was. I, I just finished building my Utopia deck. Mm. And. Uh, one of the Utopia cards says that you can uh, special summon a number card uh, off of its effect. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, which which one do you summon? And I found Mind Hacker. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then it like, immediately got banned. It's mm -hmm. like, fuck. You know what's one of the best things? Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about Utopia. One of the most underused Utopia cards, and I love it in Lyralusk. It's uh, Utopia Roots. Because in Lyralusk, it's super easy to end your turn with, like, Zeus on field. So next turn, you just go for OTK. You know, like, you, you spend your Zeus, and then you summon two Lyralusks, and you make Utopia Roots, which is a rank one. And then you go into battle, you swing with Zeus... And then you activate uh, Root's effect to negate the attack from Zeus. And then Root's gains attack equal to the rank of all monsters on the field. And Zeus is a rank 12. <laughs> so he just gets this massive amount of attack. So you're like, you negate the attack with Zeus. Okay, that's 3,000. And then Utopia Roots swings for like over 10k. It's so stupid. Uh, but anyway... Uh, the new Draco Slayer cards uh, incoming means that Luster might see play here and there. You know, like, it's cool. And, and it's got it's got a pretty decent pendulum effect. So, I mean, like, I think that's cool. Uh, being a, a scale 5 means that you could go for, like, the higher, like, levels. You know, like, 6, 7, 8, you know, etc. Um, let's see. Other than that, no Rongo means that Gossip Shadow is probably fine. Uh, no Rongo, no VFD. Gossip Shadow is okay. Uh, and that's what you say. No, but... we'll see. I guess it remains to be seen. You're right. Uh, and no block dragon means that Adam Emancipator can Adam Emancipate all day, every day. Rest in peace, blocky boy. And rest in peace. Not too soon. Yeah. Anyway, here comes the Pokemon thing. Uh, Pokemon Van Gogh. 
See what I did there? It's, it's, it's a Van Gogh collaboration, and Pokemon Go is it's, it's a game. I, I hate it. <laughs> Pokemon Van Gogh! Uh, the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, is celebrating its 50th anniversary in a fun way. Until January 7th of next year, the Van Gogh Museum is hosting a collaboration with Pokemon. The event will see various Pokemon paintings on display done in the signature style of Van Gogh. Uh, the museum will also be selling unique Pokemon merch during the collaboration. You know, t-shirts, posters, a very special Pikachu trading card. I think you see where this is going. Yeah, I see where this is going. Ha! If scalpers don't ruin it for everyone as usual, that is. Uh, the Pikachu uh, trading card is done in the style of uh, Van Gogh's self-portrait. And uh, when the store op- when the store opened the collaboration, I'm sorry, the store, the, the museum, whenever it opened the collaboration on the 28th, a video footage emerged really quickly on Twitter of people bum-rushing the souvenir stands like the 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 souvenir shops trying to buy up every piece of pokemon merch they had it is it is a you've seen like black friday gone bad videos it's that in the netherlands the you never hear anything bad come from you know like the like the, that general area seems to be the most well adjusted folk on the planet like you know just by by pulse well, that's what you think but yeah some Pokemon in there. But like, holy cow! I mean, like, I'm watching the video. I'm like, no way! I'm like, I- I'm like, I believe this here in the states. You know, I believe this in in New York City. I believe this in California. I believe it in Illinois. Uh, heck, I even believe it here in Texas. I've been to a couple of WalMarts during Black Friday. I know how mad people get up in this place, man. Uh, Why Illinois? Chicago. I- Okay, it just it seemed random to me. I was I was just naming big cities, you know, big cities that came. I I was just naming big cities that I knew, you know, like so Chicago, New York, uh, California. I mean, pick L.A., whatever. Um, shoot, you can choose. If you would have said Chicago, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The state came to mind, not the city, right? Illinois is rural. Yeah, like the state is what came to mind, not the city. But also, you know, you can pick pick a place in Florida. You know, like honestly, like anywhere in the states, I feel like this would be like a common occurrence if it happened here, right? Uh, I mean, just as you were talking about the McDonald's cards, you know, and we've talked about in the past during COVID, people just like going crazy with cards at like Target and Walmart, etc. You know, it's insanity. So yeah, I wasn't one of those people. Neither was I. Uh, so. But those people did exist uh, up to the point where people yeah, were there and they're terrible people. Yeah. Uh, up until uh, up to the point where people got attacked in the parking lots just because they had Pokemon cards on them. Right. So th- this is the Pikachu card in question. And scalpers were trying to buy up everything. It was a madhouse. It was insane. And, and you know, like the community, we're kind of looking at it with kind of like, uh, I don't know, dude, like this, this makes us look bad. 
uh speaking of the community if you've ever heard of the if you if you're into the pokemon fandom you know of the website serebi.net which was started by a guy called joe merrick and he's the one that's been running the website ever since golly forever i remember using this website to look up strategies when i was a kid you know um but uh yeah it's it's a fan website and it's arguably one of the most uh, popular pokemon websites there is and in response to videos of people going crazy at the Van Gogh Museum, and Joe Merrick uh, issued a tweet where he was basically like, this is sad. You know, like, this is why we can't have nice things. You know, like, yeah, all of you are just wanting this stuff so that you can resell it. And that this isn't acceptable. You know, like, if you do this, shame on you. And I agree with him. You know, like this is this is kind of crap, dude. Like you're ruining it for like say for for example, Pokemon is is a is a family property. You know, like there's adults who grew up with it. There's kids who are who are growing up with it now. And imagine, you know, like you have your you take your family to the to the Van Gogh Museum to like to see Pokemon stuff, and you know maybe like pick up a T-shirt or like a trading card on the way out. And this is the madness that you're met with. You know, like it's. Madness. Yeah. It, it, this it's, is Sparta. It's kind of what it feels like. Uh, so it, it's kind of a mess. Uh, in a different tweet, he went on to say that uh, these actions kind of cause other potential collabs to just not happen. Because, you know, like other companies see this kind of stuff happen and then they're like, you know, nah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like, what, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, me personally... I agree with him. I, I think that whenever, like, this is the reaction, I mean, it can go one of two ways. Companies can be like, no, because that makes our brand look bad. But other companies can be like, if people are fighting for this, that means it's worth money, something. Money, yeah. money, money, yeah. money. Yeah, I, I don't like... Like, I, I really hated the fact that whenever COVID, like, shut everything down, there were people that just went and bought cards that they had no intention of using but like the only intention was to go turn around and like sell them for a profit yep this kind of stuff is really shitty and for someone who wants to collect or who the 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 people who want like the van gogh pikachu for like a, an actual collection, it's going to be super hard for them to get one mm-hmm. unless they pay tons of money because Jimmy got there and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy all of them because I can sell them for a hundred billion dollars on eBay." Right, right. It, it's just it's shitty that people do that. It, it is pretty messed up. I, I agree with there's, you. There's actually there's actually a guy in another Discord that. Uh, like the people I've been friends with these people for like years and I mean like 10 10 to 15 years probably now and there's just this random guy that uh, ended up joining and every single time he would like join a call with us it was always oh I just I just bought like X amount of thing off of a sale and i'm gonna i'm gonna turn around and sell it on ebay for this much profit i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it just like a ton of money yeah he's like i'm gonna turn around and sell it for a whole bunch of money and i was just like dude that 
That's your whole personality, and nobody here likes you because of that. Yeah. And he was just like, well, well, I, I could like give you guys money if you need money or something. I said, we don't want your money. We want you to stop being a shitty person. Right. That's so stupid, too. I mean, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, he, like. He bought, like, 18 pairs of, like, I don't. It was some kind of, like, basketball shoe promotion thing. He bought 18 pairs of it because hmm. he had like some kind of bot set up that as soon as it went, as soon as that promotion went live, it would just automatically buy as many as it could. Hmm. And he's just like, dude, fuck off with your being a scumbag. Yeah, that that's just some, some crap, dude. Because I mean, like, and this is the way that I kind of picture it. You know, it's like, for example, and, you know, I'm using myself as an example because I do collect cards, you know? So, like, if I got my hands on that, on that, you know, what's it called pikachu i i would treasure it you know like hey this to me means a lot because this is a one of a kind and i love it you know like this is this is from my collection this is from my personal fulfillment whereas for everyone else it's like it's about the money you know um the, the same way with me the the marine card that i i pulled the other day yeah uh, that's not getting sold it's mm -hmm. in a top loader in a sleeve on my desk because one, it's fucking cool, and two, it's something that I—it's I, a prized possession at this point. Yeah, it's the same thing with the other, like the Hollow Life Expo cards that I pulled. Right, they're something that I really like, and I don't want to get rid of it. Exactly, dude. Like that. This is, uh, and you know, like we're talking as people who are fans of these hobbies and who can spend money on them. Uh, but think about like a kid who went to the museum, right? He's, he's out with his family, you know, like they're just having a good time out. You know, he gets to see some Pokemon pictures. He gets to learn a little bit about art. There's installments in this exhibit so that you can draw something yourself. He could discover a talent, you know, like a, a passion that he never had before he or she, you know, I'm just generalizing. Uh, but in the end, this kind of thing happens, you know, and suddenly the in whole the day. End. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, in the end, it's just kind of like... I had to draw mm -hmm. to lose it all. Uh, that's all I got. I'm not going to sing anymore. Yeah, that's fine. We, we need to and do in a... In the end, it doesn't even matter. We, we need to do a karaoke stream one day, given how many times we've uh, we've just like broke off into song recently. Uh, but... Yeah, so, like, this could leave, a, like, a really bad stain on, like, a memory, you know? And I just, I, I don't like it. You know, like, they, it, it, it's gross. You know, like, uh, gro grown people just, like, grabbing something, you know, just for the sake of, like, instant profit, taking it away from people who would actually enjoy it and, you know, like, treasure it. it, it it's gross. But, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, if, if, like, a kid bought a pair of those Jordans that I was telling you about, like, hmm. He's not going to wear them. No. Those are going to go, they're going to stay in the, like uh, either the shoebox or display case or something. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like a prized possession. Whereas this other person's just gonna be like, ah, money. And, and it's exploitative too, because, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, like the, everywhere that's selling it at retail is going to run out of it. And, and then you're going to have to turn to the guy who, who, who is responsible for that and pay him more. Yeah. Yeah, which is stupid to me. I hate that. Uh, but anyway, to conclude... I uh, hate people, too. 
People are terrible. <laughs> to conclude, uh, you know what's not terrible? The Pokemon Victory Fire dub. Uh, I am We've Kecleon. We've already talked about it. We've already talked about it. I've already went and commented on the video, and the guy was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just reminding you, in, ca- in case you weren't here at the beginning and you're joining us at the end, uh, I am Kecleon in Victory Fire, the comic, bu- uh, the comic dub. Go check it out. And I am Derringer. And he Thanks is... for joining us, and we'll see you <laughs> next week. And he is Derringer. Go comment on it. Say, Kecleon's our boy, and let him know that I sent you. But uh, other than that, thank you for watching. Please remember to like, comment, and share. Uh, it helps the boys grow. And again, if you're on uh, the podcasting platforms, just listening in, join us on YouTube sometime. Stop by our live chat. Say hello to us. You might get shouted out. I have been the Midnight Bard. I'm grumpy, tired man. <laughs> Until next time. What?